Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain. And because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. Hey everybody, welcome to season two, episode two of the Painful Truths of Living with Chronic Pain podcast with your host, me, Sammy, and that's Robbie. Yes, yes I am. Mm-hmm. We have a very exciting show for you today. We're talking about COVID-19 and chronic pain doctor's appointments and procedures and whatnot and how things have changed yes Mm -hmm. so it's definitely an exciting show so definitely stick around Mm -hmm. and make sure you subscribe to our podcast and our network yep and go to limitlessbroadcasting.com to check out all of our other shows as well yep definitely the pixie dust twins and slinging pills to pay the bills Mm -hmm. yes so tell us about our show well, like I said, we're going to talk about COVID-19 and chronic pain and basically how things have changed since our whole world's got turned upside down last year. It has definitely been been an experience mm-hmm. with COVID. I mean, not just for us. I'm talking about for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a whole thing for everyone. But you've had the most doctor's appointments. Yes. So, yeah. You had the brunt of the weirdness. Yeah. I think the... The first thing that I kind of marked down to talk about was virtual visits. So when this first kind of started, I don't know if you remember, but for pain management, they actually had you doing phone consultations. I love those, actually. I mm-hmm. think they should go back to those mm-hmm. because going to pain management is an experience all in its own. It's a long experience. It's yeah, not just like a normal doctor's appointment it could take one to two to three hours Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's just like waiting around yeah for them to see you even though that you're there they won't see you Mm -hmm. because they're tied up with other patients or they're dealing with this that and the other Mm -hmm. and it's just i don't actually like pain management (laughs) i am Taking steps to actually get away from pain management. Uh, that That is a, its own episode again to talk yeah. about exactly about pain management and mm-hmm. my 
new philosophy on it. Mm-hmm. So, but I know I had to do one virtual visit. You said it was weird. I didn't like it. I was not a fan. For one, I had to go like hide in the closet to get away from the dogs, <laughs> so it'd be quiet. And then number two, it was just like like I still had to wait around because they gave me an appointment time, so I had to dial in, and it was like Microsoft Teams, I think is what I had to use to do the visit. It's like we use Zoom for our Pixie Dust Twins podcast to do our video right. conferencing, but this one, they, Microsoft Teams, I think was the one I had to download, and I had did it on my phone, and then it was like, okay, the nurse checked me in, but it was just so bizarre because you don't normally go there and they do your blood pressure and your weight and all that, and they're just like asking me questions, like... You know, like, okay, well, I weighed myself today. This is how much I weighed and still the same height. I don't have any issues, no new problems or anything. And then the nurse was just like, okay, we'll just wait for her to, you know, basically sign into here and then talk to you. And then I think I had to wait around like another 10 or 15 minutes. Right. So I still had to do a lot of waiting for the appointment. It was just. With pain management, they said, oh, we're going to call you at this time. And they were pretty on point with it because mm-hmm. they, they're so busy they can't don't have time to fluctuate. Mm-hmm. So when they say, oh, we're going to call you, they'll hit you up. And if you miss the call, they'll wait 10 minutes and then give you a call back. Mm-hmm. And if you miss it, you miss it. One thing I don't like about pain management is if you're late, even by one minute, they'll cancel your appointment. Yeah. I've seen that done. Mm-hmm. I've almost had that done. Mm-hmm. But thank God I did it. it. And I made it. Mm-hmm. But that was one of their big rules is got to be on time got to be on time and i know for pain management depending on what your reason for your appointment was half the appointments are to just get refills yes which no offense but they're kind of useless because nothing really happens in those appointments it's just like oh are you still in pain yeah what's your pain level still like a million so still trucking right along same old same old so i feel like doing those virtually or over the phone it doesn't make a difference because I mean, it actually there was saves, no change. I think it saves my time mm-hmm. to actually do it over the phone. Yeah. Going in person is just, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So in that case, I could see why that would be better. Do you remember when I had my psychologist appointments over the, virtually? Kind of. You didn't have too many of those because then you kind of. Yeah, I didn't really care for those. Mm-hmm. They would have me log into this like app. Yeah. And then the doctor could see me and I could see him and we could talk and he would ask me, oh, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. How's this? How's that? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it was just because of the, the clinic I went to, but they weren't very competent in my opinion. <laughs> so yeah. it's been a while since I've been back to one of those, but we are, I am going to get back into it. I just yeah. want to find a, a doctor and a clinic that's more competent than the ones I was dealing with. Yeah, you want to feel more comfortable with whatever we pick. Right. Yeah. So, anything else about virtual visits, over-the-phone visits? I agree with you. They are weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's pretty much wraps it up on that. The next big thing is, of course, masks. Yes, that is a big thing. Super bizarre. I mean, now we're. I feel like you're kind of used to it. Like, you just... Inherently, you leave the house, you walk out of your car, whatever mask is on. You just kind of do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I know at the beginning, it was just like, oh, crap. I got to remember to 
put my mask on away. I got to turn around and go get my mask because every doctor, obviously, they required it. Right. For you to be seen. All of them are wearing them now. So right. it's just kind of weird to not really see anyone's faces anymore. I think that's one of the. How long are, How long has it been since we've been in We're coming COVID? up on a year. Uh, okay. Now. So has I don't know. I don't remember when the masks, the day exactly that they were kind of enforced right. by everybody. But we're getting close to the time period when it was. About a year. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's like the weirdest thing. Like, you know, you go to Dr. Thomas now and he's got the mask on and he's got his face shield and. He is all shielded up and masked up. Yep. And constant gloves and everything. Not that he he would, you know, put on gloves and put on a mask if he needed to. But his practice is not, you know, there's not generally people in his face coughing and whatnot. But now it's like you don't know what's in the air. So you got to protect yourself constantly. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's so weird when I just think about things like that, like how you haven't really seen anyone's faces for ever. Ever. It feels like it's there's so, so much weird has happened in this year mm-hmm. that it almost doesn't seem like a year. Yeah, it's been it's just like another time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we might complain about the the mass, but mm-hmm. when after this time it's all said and done, people are going to look back and know exactly when they're looking at photos and everything. You're yep, going to know, know exactly where you were, what time period it was, and you're going to be you, – people are going to tell their grandkids about yeah. this time. I mean, that's why I don't shy away from taking photos. If we are out somewhere or, like, we go to Disney, like, why not get photos together? I know people are like, oh, but they're terrible. You can't see your face, whatever. But to me, it's like, okay, but – this is a time in history. It's not great. That you should. But you should ignore. remember it and remember what it was like and remember all these people who died from COVID and keep them in your mind. And this is just going to be one of those things. Right. When you look back and you're just like, okay, well, I knew what time frame I was visiting because we're wearing masks on the rides and wearing masks in pictures. and Right. You know, and for us, like, we're at the doctor's office and we take a picture together and what do we have on? Masks. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to know exactly, like, oh, that was the year we did this or that, you know. What do you think about masks and social distancing? I mean, I don't, like, at first the mask thing was just really weird, but I have to wear them all day at work. So they don't really bother me. It bothers my face. Yeah. I really want to take it off. Yeah. And I know that's hard at doctor's appointments because like you said, sometimes if you're at a physical appointment, you may have to wait a while or you may be there a while. And if you're not really used to wearing the mask for a long time, it's going to bother you after a while. Oh, yeah. For me, because I have to do it all day at work, it doesn't matter if I'm at an appointment with you. I'm just like, whatever, because I'm just used to it. See, I wear glasses. and They fog up, yeah. It fogs up my glasses, and I'm constantly trying to fix it mm-hmm. so it, my glasses are not fogged up. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the big reasons why I don't like wearing masks. Yeah. Plus, it bothers my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just... It just is what it is now. At this me. point, yes, it is what it is. Because I was before you and my mom and everybody, like at work, we started kind of saying, okay, this is starting to get a little sketchy out there. So we started doing masks a little earlier than necessarily everybody else. Because I remember, you know, trying to find masks and we had these like ones that were kind of small, <laughs> having to wear those during the day. But, you know, we didn't really know what was going on and there was. 
so much random information out there. It's airborne. It's not airborne. It lives on surfaces forever. Do it doesn't live on surfaces. That? Like all the misinformation in the yes. beginning. Like you could do this or you can do that. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And at the very, very beginning, when they were first talking about it in China and then potentially coming here, it was just like, well, if you wash your hands and, you know, basically things you should be doing during flu season anyway, washing your hands, you know, not sneezing all over people and things and wiping things down, you'll be fine. And then it was like, oh, wait, just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Actually, it's a little more serious than that. So a lot of us in the healthcare industries and pharmacy in particular, we we didn't really know what we were about to get into. And then as more and more information started coming out, we were like, oh, oh, geez, you know, we're in the thick of this. We better start taking more precautions. Right. Yeah. So that's when we started cleaning things. And then, you know, the company would start telling us, OK, like clean every hour. We're giving you extra hours for this. You know, make sure you have sanitizing wipes. You guys are washing your hands. We're sending you like the N95 mask to do vaccinations. And then it's now it's just. Second nature for all of that. Right. But yeah. At the beginning, it was just crazy to think about. And then it started becoming, you know, like, oh, I can't go to doctor's appointments with you anymore that I might have went to with you. Like, I might have went to pain management to keep you company, but they said no more. No visitors, just the patient. Just the patient. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Dr. Thomas didn't put those restrictions on, but I still don't really go to those appointments with you now. Is that why you don't go? Well, you have a lot of them you do when I'm at work. So right. that's kind of a problem. And then, I mean, at the end of last year, when you would go, I actually had, like, Christmas stuff I was working on. So I just needed the time at home because we were doing a lot of things. Right. And I didn't have as much time. Right. But now sometimes I'm just like, you know, I don't I don't want to be, like, an extra risk. So sometimes that makes me wonder if I should go or not go. Not that I do anything weird and obviously. She's lying. She does. Oh my gosh. She's No, I'm just Obviously, I'm just you know, kidding. trying to stay as clean as possible and everything to not catch COVID and or spread COVID around. But I worry about Dr. Thomas and his wife. And Right. In the beginning of this, so. I was, this was super worrisome. Mm-hmm. Like, I worried about it. I worried about you. I worried about me. I worried mm-hmm. about your mom. It was, um, there was so much misinformation going back and yes. forth. Mm-hmm. One report would say this, one report would say that, and it would just get to the point where you're just like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think." And it would be so, yeah, overloading. And I think now that there's more information and we have a better handle on what to do to help curb it. Now the vaccine is out. Yeah, and I mean, like, like when we went to the Mayo Clinic, they said you could have one visitor with you. Right. And when I looked into when you stay in the hospital there, you can have one visitor for the day. But you can't swap out visitors. Like, it's one person who gets the visitor badge for the day, and that's it. So, things like that, I'm sure, have changed for them. Right. You know, where you probably could have multiple people, or it could be, like, maybe one person at a time, but you could swap off with somebody. So, those things are a little bit different. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's go into what Pixie Dust Twins is going to be looking like. There's a lot of fun stuff coming. I think we basically have the entire year planned out. January, we are doing the Fab Five plus one, which is... It's the Fab Six, really. It's the Fab Six. <laughs> Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Pluto, and Goofy. And then February will be all about the love. So we're mm-hmm. going to be doing stuff about Disney weddings, which I think is going to be a lot of fun to research mm-hmm. just because. I'm very excited to talk about all of the different venues. Cinderella's carriage. <laughs> it's going to be great. 
nuts. It's going to be so fantastic. We're also going to talk about like our favorite Disney couples. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a month of love. May. I'm so excited for May. Dun, May dun, dun, dun. is the month of Star Wars because it's May the 4th be with you yes. and Revenge of the Sixth. The Muppets deserve the entire summer dedicated to them. We're already thinking about our Halloween episode. It's going to be Tim Burton based. And then and then we said we we're going to do like a whole month on the Magic Kingdom and the 50th. We mm-hmm. have everything planned and we are so yes. excited for it. And then as far as like procedures you've had done, so pain management is by far the worst. Yes. Because we're we're gonna do another episode on pain management <laughs> because pain management is such a big part of pain. Yeah. That it, it one episode just doesn't do it. No. But in particular for this one with the COVID thing. So it used to be when you had a procedure. We would go and it'd be like stupid early in the morning, whatever. We would go in, get you checked in. They, I would wait in the waiting room. They would take you in the back, get you undressed, and do all their, do all the pre, pre whatever they did with you, right? Yeah, and then they would let me come back and sit with you. And then when you went to the procedure, I'd go back in the waiting room and wait. And then when you were done, I would come back. I might help you get dressed, and then we would go to the car. Right. But when COVID hit, they were just like, okay, well, you can't come inside anymore. Which we didn't know ahead of time. So the receptionist isn't that very fun, fun or friendly anyway. (laughs) The first time we went, she's just like, oh, no, only the patient can come. And I'm just like, super duper. This is going to be great. So I had to go and sit in the car. And if you're one of the first patients, you probably will get seen sooner and you probably will be more on time. I always make them give me an early arrival time. Yes. Because... I have medications I have to take, and I'm just like I can't can't fast for that long mm-hmm. because you I'm going under doing surgery, yeah. so I have to be having an empty stomach, mm-hmm. and so getting an early arrival time I'm always it's better. Like, you have to do that, and I want to just be done with it. Mm-hmm. But I literally have to sit in the car, the car. For hours and wait. And you'll see now when there's other people out there because we all have to wait in our cars because you have to have someone with you, obviously, to drive you. And I'll see them, you know, like multiple people got their seats all the way back. They're just taking naps out there. Yeah, they're asleep. Yeah, a lot of them do that. I tend to, I would bring my computer with me and then I would work on stuff either for my, either for this, you know, like podcast stuff or for my pharmacist job. You know, I would find something to keep myself occupied. And then he would have his phone until he went back, and then he would kind of keep me updated, like, okay, you know, I think I'm next. So I would kind of know what's going on. And then when he tell me, okay, I'm going back to the, for the procedure, then I kind of knew how much time I had. And then I would kind of put everything up and then wait, because I also didn't know when he was going to come out. I would just – we would always park right by the door. Right. So I would just watch. Door open. Is that him? No. Is that him? Okay. Let me get out, help them get you in, and then we can go. I'm but always the most boisterous when I'm under anesthesia. He and I'm told rolling. he told one of these nurses after one of these procedures, pre you know post COVID starting, that oh look she's still out here, and the nurse is just like I think it was Nurse Judy, and she's just like I told you she'd be here, and he's just like oh she didn't leave, she waited for me. And I'm like <laughs> what are you telling these people about me? That's so terrible. 
I'm under anesthesia and I'll just say anything. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I don't get to hear all of the fun conversations yeah. that you have now. I'm sometimes. pretty funny. I've heard I'm pretty funny. I've heard that when I'm under anesthesia. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. But that is by far the worst. So like we went to Health Central for Dr. Parnes and you had your procedure there. It was better actually. It was not that different from before. So they did say again it would only be one person. Right. Which, you know, okay, I understand. So we went in there together, got you checked in, and then they took you back. And they also have a little waiting area outside of the, basically, like, the it's pre-op and post-op. They're all the same thing. So right. it's all the same area. So they told me to wait in the waiting area. And obviously, you know, there was, like, another person there. So I sat, like, as far away as I could while I was in the waiting section. And then they still let me come back and sit with you. So I sat with you until... We watched TV. Yeah, and then Dr. Parnes came by and said, hey, what's up? And we're going to start your procedure soon because I think you were first up that day. Right. And and then I waited and then they said, okay, we're going to take him back. And then they told me to go wait in the main waiting area, which is back out towards the, the front in the main part of the hospital. So I went out there and I social distanced myself again when I got outside and I kind of sat where I could watch the TV and see the, cause you're, I think it was like the first two letters of your last name and then the day you were born. So I think it was like BR20 mm-hmm. was you up there. Of course it also said Dr. Parnes. So I knew that was you, but I kind of just watched the TV and then I got my little app updates cause they send you little updates on your phone saying, okay, he's off to sleep now. Oh, does it? Okay, they're starting the procedure. Yeah, this is what the the thing does. Oh, I didn't know all that. Yeah, and then it'll say, okay, the procedure is done and the patient did really well because the the nurse or whoever will put in the little things and keep you updated. And then it'll say, okay, he's going back into the recovery area and the doctor will come see you soon. So then I knew Dr. Parnes would be coming out soon to see me. And I did not know about any of that. Yeah, so I, I like that because you get the little text updates and I believe... The, the Mayo Clinic, I think he said that they do the same thing there, that you get, like, updates about what's going on. We will definitely have an episode on yeah. the Mayo Clinic. But I'm just saying, like, that sort of thing is, almost makes it better when you're at a physical hospital for procedures because right. that's really helpful to know. Like, I could see your name up there, but I was literally getting, like, okay, he's he's asleep. Okay, they're starting right now. They're going to do the procedure. Okay, the procedure's done. Everything's great. Okay, we're taking him back to recovery and we're waiting on him to wake up. So I know everything that's going on. And then they'll, you know, the doctor wants to see you. And obviously I know because what we used to do was if my mom and I took you there because she would keep me company, we would go downstairs and get food. Right. So in the cafeteria, I get the message saying, okay, the doctor's going to see you in a couple of minutes. So I'm like, okay, well, let's go back upstairs and we'll wait for him. And then that would be that. So it's really nice to get those updates. But Really going there was not too, too different other than there was a lot less of us in the waiting area because you could only have one person with you. So it was very quiet because it used to be there'd be groups sometimes of people that were there and so they'd be having conversations and it never bothered me. But I just remember thinking it's very quiet today because we're all by ourselves. So some people were on the phone talking to other people, but it was just a lot quieter. That was the Almost like a library. Difference. Yeah. I brought a book with me. So I was sitting there. I had my phone out next to me and I was just reading and check up every once in a while and then wait for an update. And then, yeah, when you were done, I mean, it was same old, same old. I got to go back and sit with you while you finished waking up and then they got you dressed and. We were off to the races. Yeah. But they told me to go get the car just like before and someone wheeled you down and that was it. 
So it wasn't too, too different there. The biggest difference was pain management. Do you remember when we were going to see Integrity? Medical? Yes, I did. I had that on here, too, that Robbie argued with somebody so to get me to come Integrity back. Integrity is a new, like, pain management company that... They have surgeons. They have surgeons. And, they yeah. do pain management mm-hmm. to an extent. Yeah. They do injections. Yeah, they don't do they pills. They don't do pills or No anything, tablets or anything like that. They do like surgeries that. and yeah. injections. And so my very first appointment there, I was going to get checked out. And I, I called the guy and told him that my wife was going to be coming with me mm-hmm. to my appointment. Mm-hmm. And they said, it's fine. Fine. So we get up there, and they're checking people in in the hallway, and they're doing, like, temperature checks. Yes. They're Mm -hmm. doing, they're making you wash your hands with a... Yeah, that's another thing I forgot to say. Like, you got to do the temperature. Do they do that pain management? Yeah, they do temperature checks. Because I don't get checked because I don't go in, so I didn't know. Every doctor's appointment I go to, they do my temperature. Yeah, at the hospital, it was when we walked in. Right. There we, we got temperature checked and then like a little at, stickers. Even, even at Dr. Thomas, they do my temperature now too. They they do start doing temperature yeah. checks. Okay. So every they so that's standard. So yeah, we're checking in. So they do my temperature and then they make you use like hand sanitizer out, out in the hallway and then mm-hmm. they you fill out all your paperwork. Well, the woman in the hallway was like, "You cannot." bring her in it's only one person at a time and at this point in time i really did not want to be in i actually really didn't want to go to integrity i was just tired of it i was i think i was upset just going to the appointment yeah i think you were and then they told me oh she can't go in and i literally almost lost it on this girl it was very awkward i was like no she's gonna come in I, I, I'm dyslexic. I don't tell a lot of people I'm dyslexic, but I was like, I'm dyslexic. I need her to help me fill out my paperwork. This is discrimination against people with disabilities. Yeah. And I'm going in on this girl mm-hmm. and Sammy's just sitting there quiet. Because I'm just like, like we're going to get kicked out. <laughs> we're going to get kicked out of this saying one word. So they get their supervisor. To come out, assess the situation. His name was Max. Mm-hmm. And he goes all uh, over all the standards and guidelines they're doing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it's fine. You yeah. can just let, let, her, let her in with you. Mm-hmm. And But it took us like five, ten minutes mm-hmm. of kind of arguing the point to actually mm-hmm. get you in. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, I was just like, if they tell us to go, we'll go. Yeah, he didn't I, care. I didn't care. I was like, who cares? <sighs> yeah. But they let us in. Mm-hmm. But I, I've had to do that on more than one occasion, mm-hmm. especially in this COVID era. I've had to argue with people to let Sammy come with me mm-hmm. to appointments. Yeah. And, and like new patient appointments, like you said, it's a little more difficult because you have all those paperwork to fill out right i mean like when we were at the the mayo clinic there wasn't a lot of paperwork at that point because i guess you had kind of done all of your pre-work whatever Mm -hmm. they needed from you but to do like like they asked for all the discs and everything like i know you can find them but like i could just know the binder so it's easier for me sometimes to be like okay here's the med list i know exactly where it is 
and how it's organized. And then like, okay, here's the discs, like a pile of discs. It's insane. But, you know, like it's a little bit easier too for me to discs, help you with the that. The discs have all my like CT scans and yeah, x-rays, x-rays MRIs. That. Yeah. That, that's what the discs are for. Yeah. So when people go ask, oh, do you have any discs or images? We have a lot. We have like 13 discs. I think it was close to that because I was kind of counting as I went. But, you know, I kind of can help with that because it's a lot of stuff he has. So it's a lot for him to, he's already worked up or stressed out about going to a new doctor. And then it it just makes it easier. I think the reason why I'm worked up or stressed out is because I'm just tired. Well, yeah, I've seen so many doctors. Yeah, I've seen so many doctors that at at this point in time, I'm just tired Mm -hmm. and I don't like going to new doctors when a when a i go see somebody and they're like oh we're gonna refer you to this person i always think about it do i really even want to go yeah and i talk to sammy i'm just like do we should we actually even really go yeah is it really going to help and we have these debates and we we usually go to the first appointment to check it out but if it's bullshit Mm -hmm. we stop going yeah with a quickness. Mm-hmm. So. Is there anything else you have about COVID and all that? COVID is definitely an interesting beast, mm-hmm. especially with pain management, especially with somebody with chronic pain. I don't know what the answer is. I wish I did, but it's going to continue. I think it's going to actually continue for a while, even with the vaccine. It's yeah, gonna, we're, we're going to be doing It's going to be a while this. before things actually think- get to semi-normal i think this year we will still be doing masks all the way through the year and the distancing and all that stuff and the lockdowns i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know if more lockdowns are going to come in the future i Mm -hmm. hope not yeah the first round of lockdowns were terrible Mm -hmm. but it's just something we have to be cautious of yeah i agree so nope i'm that sums it up for covid okay well I guess we're ready to wrap it up. So that that is our episode. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to our second episode of the second season. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot more episodes for you. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Yes. Limitless Broadcasting Company or Limitless mm-hmm. Broadcasting. Go to YouTube, type it in, subscribe. We got our day, day in the life videos of us at the Mayo Clinic and mm-hmm. we have... The Pixie Dust podcast mm-hmm. videos on there. We're going to have the chronic pain ones. I'm working on those. Mm-hmm. If so, make sure you're part of the our subscribers. Mm-hmm. Good things come to those who subscribe to our network. Yeah, and if you check us, on, check us out on Instagram at the Painful Truth of Chronic Pain, at Limitless Broadcasting, at Robert nineteen fifty Films Media and yep. at the Samalam. That's at T H E S A M period A period L A M. That's all of our social medias as far as that goes, and we post a lot of stuff on there. Sometimes some videos and things like that too. You, you can find us on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely subscribe to our. What am I thinking of? Our Patreon. Oh, Patreon.com backslash Limitless Broadcasting. Yes, we have several packages, and donations are always a key. Mm -hmm. We are a small media company, Mm -hmm. and all your donations definitely help us out. Yep. So please keep it coming. Much appreciated. 
if you donate, you can find yourself on the air with us, talking mm-hmm. to us. So definitely all your all your donations help us out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And advertising packages are available. If you're interested in advertising, you can hit me up at Robert at nine. Uh, I'm sorry, Robert at LimitlessBroadcasting.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can hit me up at Robert at 1950films.com. That's our parent company as yeah. well. Or on Instagram. Or if you on find Instagram. Us. So, mm-hmm. all like I said, all your donations and all your advertising definitely helps us out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely subscribe to us on all your podcasting platforms. Yeah, and, so you get a notification when there's a new episode. And hit that bell. And do us a favor... Write us a review and uh, make a star. Rate us because that actually helps out our podcast mm-hmm. and lets more people find us. Yeah. And people that actually have chronic pain and are actually mm-hmm. dealing with these issues. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best podcast out there talking about these issues. So not don't just help us out. Help somebody else out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn it over to Sammy. She'll lead us out. But thank you for tuning in and rate us on all your podcasting platforms. All right. So thank you again for listening to the second episode on our second season of the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain podcast with me, Sammy, and Robbie. Yes, yes. And then, again, go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com for merchandise, links to everything we just told you about, more information about our other podcasts as well. And in two weeks, you can tune in for our next episode, which we're calling our Spidey Sense episode. It's all about those gut feelings you have when you go to see new doctors. Yes. Very much so. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.